Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 7, titled Cows and Kettlebells, Part 1. In this episode, Jay and I discuss Jay's approach to buying rural property, including his vision of the property, characteristics and features of the property, what he expects for a commute, and what is the market like in his area of the country. There will be a lot more on the subject as we look at rural property in the future. It is noteworthy that a portion of this podcast was recorded from the cab of a fire engine. To my knowledge, that's the first time for a podcast. Due to activity in the fire station, we did re-record portions of this podcast. So without further ado, here is Episode 7, Cows and Kettlebells, Part 1. This is Tom from Small Scale Life Podcast. This is episode seven of season one, and I'm calling this one Cows and Kettlebells. We are interviewing our good friend Jay. Jay, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hopefully you can hear me okay. I'm uh, podcasting from a very unique location right now. Oh, yeah? Where are you at? Uh, I'm actually in the cab of my fire engine. Now, I've heard a lot of podcasts from around the globe, but I don't think we've, I've ever heard of one in the engine, the cab of a fire engine. How cool is that? Uh, yeah, it's the quietest place I could find at the house. So. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jay. Um, it's been a little bit, a couple of weeks since you've been on, actually probably longer than that. It's been, it's been since episode three since you've been on. So why don't you just give us a quick uh, introduction, tell us a little bit about yourself, and, uh, and then we'll just start into it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, my name's Jay. I uh, work for a fire department, pretty large fire department comparatively to other ones across the country. Mid-30s, you know, I uh, made all the typical mistakes of silly financial mistakes and just having too much fun growing yep. up and turned it around That's recently, great. starting to get a handle on things and the future, the future is bright. is very yeah. bright. Now, now we started yeah. out the podcast together, but I know you've been busy, I've been busy, and this has been our first shot since episode three where we've had a chance to get together and, and do the podcast together and hopefully you won't get interrupted and have to go on a call. If we do, we'll just pick it up. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of technology, right? So, um, yeah, I should, I should probably stress that I'm not avoiding any calls or, you know, making any silly decisions like that. I, we're just waiting, kind of winding down for the evening, waiting for the next right, one to exactly, come. Yeah. So we train, yeah, we trained all day, did some stuff with a fundraiser. It's right, and, and if and if there do, there is a call that comes in, you're in the perfect position to jump on it. So you're you're in good shape. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yep, ready yep, to go. No one is is being hurt, or no calls are being missed due to this podcast. I'll make that known right now. Really happy to have Jay back on. The reason I wanted to have him on, I, Jay and I have been talking quite a bit, um, texting and talking. So the reason why we're doing this podcast. Uh, Julie and I are really interested in having a simpler life, a sustainable life, and that includes moving out to a rural setting and getting our own gardening and maybe having some chickens. Who knows, a cow, you know, you just never know where it's going to go, but we want to do that. And I know, Jay, you and I have talked quite a bit. Um, you've got similar interests, don't you? Sure, yeah. Yeah, my uh, my idea was to buy some rural property. I wanted to escape kind of the 
you know, city, urban life. I work in a very busy area of town and it can be pretty high stress in my job. Um, you know, uh, calling right now from the, uh, the fire station. So, you know, you kind of never know what's going to happen. It's, it, we're just kind of waiting. And I kind of feel like a property out beyond the city and beyond county lines is going to be beneficial for me because it's going to be sort of an escape. It'll be relaxing. It's a place where I can pursue my projects, garden, farm. I can find areas to camp, build a campfire, uh, work on my skills, you know, maybe some gun work, things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, build knowledge and just uh, kind of create some some stuff, pursue some hobbies and relax. So. Right. And we talked a little bit about having kind of that home base for people to come to, your family or others, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sort of leading into that, I, I'd like to have a, a, a moderately sized home, four to five bedrooms. Um, just I, my dream was always kind of have to have my parents over for Christmas instead of going to my parents for Christmas. Like, you know, they can come to the party and see, you know, we're going to be close to the DC area. We're going to be close to a lot of history and that type of stuff. And they both kind of like that. And, uh, living out in the country, you know, my dad has been, he's been a hard worker his whole life. So he, you know, a lot of the projects that I'm going to be putting up and doing, he's going to be willing to help, you know, lend a hand just because for the simple fact that he likes to do it, he's just the person that he likes to do. So yeah. the person that he likes, you know, that's who he is. So. Sure. Your own Mr. Fantastic. I have uh, my father-in-law. He's kind of a Mr. Fantastic too. And he's like yeah. MacGyver. MacGyver can fix anything, you know, with, uh, with a paper clip, paper clip and some duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Now you talked yeah. about farming, gardening. Um, what's, have you done anything with permaculture, farming, gardening? What's your, what's your experience with that? So at this point, the permaculture stuff has all been theoretical. Um, doing a lot of research, guys like Ben Falk, guys like Jack Spearco, Curtis Stone, all that are very, very, um, very knowledgeable, very intelligent people about that. I've been following what they do. So I feel like I'd be armed with at least a base level of knowledge and, you know, in terms of the permaculture, swale based gardening, growth, water collection, and, uh, Hugel culture, which I don't know if you're familiar about. Oh, that, yeah. That yep. I am. But what is that? So the list, well, listeners okay. might not be. Uh, the idea of Hugel culture is sort of a, an archaic thing, but it still seems to stand pretty strong today. It takes a long time to do, but you essentially take, as far as I'm concerned, you take a fallen log or a fallen tree and cover it with dirt and it acts as like a big fertilizer mound. It creates this fertilizer that, uh, as it decays, it, you know, all the nutrients go back into the soil and it soaks up water and it, it tends to be a big nutrient sponge for the whole thing. If I don't, if I'm, if I remember correctly, is that right? Yeah, that's right. If you ever have moved an old um, wood pile, it's amazing that, you know, the wood just rots and turns in, into almost like a really thick, spongy sawdust. And the stuff right. is just really fertile. And and yeah. the idea is, yeah, this thing is like a big sponge and going to provide all that nutrient to your uh, to your plants. And, and, you know, done right, it can be amazing. Done wrong, and you got a big weed patch. So, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. so it's it's really cool. Um Jack Spurko, we talked about him over at the Survival Podcast and his videos. He's actually made a few down in Texas. And, he, and starting to see the benefits of doing that in a really tough environment, very dry conditions with that alkaline soil down there. So um, he's going to be posting up some videos of how, 
how things are doing this spring, and it'll be really interesting to see how it's doing year. I think this is year two or three of his operation. So, right, right. He's gotten into the ducks and hugo culture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool to see his developments. So oh yeah, it's been good. definitely. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think we're gonna find you and I that there's fertile land out there, and then there's some land that's just been overgrazed. It's been you know pretty abused with chemicals and. You know, we, sure. we'll probably have to come be creative to figure out how to get vitality and, and nutrients back into the soil, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and there's there's a, Ben Falk wrote a book, um, The Resilient Homestead, I okay. think, or something. I forget. Ben's, ben Falk's book, we'll have to look into it. Um, but uh, he his book, it's a textbook, essentially, uh, Resilient Farm and Homestead or something like that, and it's from his his company. You can look him up, Ben Falk yep. book. Just Google that, and he'll, yeah, you'll find it. We'll, it, we'll have that it. in the show notes, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. yeah, um, yeah. and on that topic, I noticed that you posted a thing about Food Force. I just got done with Jack's podcast episode, and that, that'll definitely be on the land. As far as, like, features, what kind of what I'm looking for, what the, the, the goal, obviously, with the family and friends, I'm looking for the, the just the to have family and friends there. Um, I want the veggie garden. I want the beans, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I want spices. I want some small livestock, goats, ducks, chickens, quail, um, provided, you know, I've got the space for that. If, if I have to focus on one it'll or two, it'll probably be ducks and chickens and separate them provided on, you know, or like do the research and figure out what I want to do with those and make that a thing that, myself or somebody else can kind of look after while I'm at work. But, you know, the idea of just making, creating harvestable products that you can sort of take to a farmer's market event or trade for goods, services, like the barter type thing. Right, right. No, I think that's, uh, that's exactly where we're going to. And, and, you know, Julie mentioned a cow, I about fell out of my chair, but (laughs) what do I know about a cow, you know, (laughs) let Darby Simpson or those guys handle that. What do I know? Right. But, uh, yeah, it's, we're, we're on the same wave, wavelength with that as well. Um, you know, yeah. w- how about location? W- what do you do right now for a commute to your job? How far are you going? Uh, depends 45 to 50 minutes, wow. obviously on the weekends, my, my schedule rotates so I can catch my weekend is different than somebody else's and my weekend rotates four days at a time okay. throughout a seven to 10 day period. So it's about 45 to 50 minutes. Um, it, it sounds bad. It sounds like a pain, but there's nobody on the road. It's just the distance and the way the roads are here in the area. Um, as far as like planning the road, the actual road surfaces and traveling is fine. But, um, you know, honestly it, it's it, 45 to 50 minutes is about as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Huh. And how far are you willing to commute? I mean, you're going to find this, Nirvana somewhere, this oasis. How far are you willing to go? I mean, what are you seeing out there? Um, so at this point, uh, the closest would probably about match what uh, what I've got now, so 45 minutes. Um, I, in all honesty, within a 90-minute drive of where I'm going to be. But, uh, wow. you know, it, I can utilize that time pretty well to uh, – I, I guess just learn, yep. listen to audiobooks, listen to podcasts, um, whatever those topics are on, hobby related or work related. You know, I listen to a lot of uh, permaculture stuff. I listen to a lot of stuff based on work. I'm a paramedic as well. So as a paramedic, I listen to a lot of medical and trauma doctors that do podcasts based on, Interesting. you know, certain medications or whatever it might be. So treatments, uh, 
skills, things like that. So, so, so. essentially, you're going to be the on the road university, the road university. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay's yeah. Road University, you know, and learning everything yeah. as you're driving for 90 minutes. And that's that's a great way to do it. I listened to tons of podcasts when I commuted across the Twin Cities in both rush hours. And when it was snowing out, it was three hours of misery. But, you know, you could get listened to a lot. And then when I was going from Chicago to the Twin Cities on those commutes, I would listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of Michael Hyatt and and others, you know, Entree Leadership and Dave Ramsey and, you know, just trying to soak up as much as I could is you're driving, you're making, you've got to fill the time somehow and you can either listen to the radio or, you know, listen to something you really want to listen to. And that's been the beauty of podcasts and definitely listening to, you know, the Small Scale Life podcast. That's going to be on the list. Well, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to want to, yeah, of course. Boom, um, just like yeah, that. My, my, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I my thing, my thing is, uh, I love to read. I love to learn. I love knowledge. You know, I I, I don't want to ever stop. Yep. Um, as we were kind of ramping up for this, I was looking at. I have a list of eighty-eight elements and moves, and we'll get into this towards the kettlebell part of the podcast. But uh, the eighty-eight moves to go from white to blue belt in jujitsu. Wow. So I've been taking them chunks at a time and learning the intricacies and learning certain things that I have to do and become proficient in, in order to persist and be successful as a practitioner of jujitsu. And I kind of look at everything else like that as well. You literally can find any sort of information that somebody's willing to read to you or explain to you via audible, the podcast app, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, Google, you name, I mean, you name it, it's out there. The, 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 the possibilities are endless. A lot of people, I found myself wasting a lot of time on, on like, uh, you know, on, uh, <clears throat> things like Facebook, uh, Facebook. Yep. Yeah. I, here I am trying to remember the name of the darn thing. <laughs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And while those things have their value, you know, small scale life, small scale gardening is able to communicate. The, the benefits are there. You just have to find them. If you want to find that knowledge, you have an infinite resource and well of knowledge. But the next thing is putting it into practice. So take that knowledge that you have, put it into practice. You have an abundance of knowledge, but not a lot of people willing to put it into practice. Yeah, and that's something that I said on the uh, on the interview I did for the uh, Organic Gardener podcast. Um, I really talked about, you know, it's almost analysis paralysis where we, we read so much and we're researching, researching, researching and watching videos and we never get out of the seat and get out in, in the backyard or wherever and do it. And that's really the best uh, best way to learn is to to do it and to fail and, and to figure it out or have success. And I think you learn more from failures, but, um, you know, it's, that's the way I'm doing. I'm, you know, some of my experiments, yeah, they don't work, but you know, sometimes they do and you end up with a 13 foot tall tomato plant loaded with tomatoes and that's what you want. You know, <laughs> mine, mine weren't quite there. I had, uh, I think it was four and four or three and four. I can't remember, but, uh, peppers and tomatoes and, I had a friend just give me some starts, and he was like, here you go. I have tons of them. Let me know if you need more. I'm trying to get rid of them. My wife would love it if you took all of them, you know. So I've got a guy that he's a good friend of mine, and he just, he this is his thing. Like, he's planted full vegetable gardens for people in urban areas and landscaped it just because he loved to do it. I mean, sure, the guy got paid for it as a side job. We're firefighters together, but this guy can 
turn your, your backyard into the produce section at any fine grocery store. It's it's pretty huh. impressive. So and you know, moving yeah. out to a bigger space and maybe you'll have a maybe you'll have more room or a greenhouse and maybe it's like, hey, dude, I've got the stuff for your uh, for your projects. Just you know, we'll figure it out and let's let's do this thing. So yeah, he will absolutely have a massive role to play in the planning portion and execution. I mean, if he wants to come out for that, he can have all the beer and pizza he wants. But uh, you know, I, I'm going to be out there getting in the dirt because that's the reward is being out there in the sunshine and the dirt. And, you know, gosh, if I can get some friends to come out and help me, that would make for a pretty good day. So. Absolutely. And you know, with, with your situation and I know you're, you're in a rental situation like I am, but you're more in a condo type setting. Um, yeah. I'm going to try something this year. Um, almost like that hybrid rain gutter grow system that you could scale mm-hmm. for your kind of environment. And Right. You know, give maybe give this a try, and it's not going to be that expensive. It's going to be some two by right. twos, some six mil plastic, and and some buckets and soil, and uh, you know, so then it'll be self watering wicking type system, and uh, sure, you know, it sure. it probably it would probably work for your case and give your you know give your plants you know when you're working they're feeding and they're growing and and you don't have to yeah. to worry about well who's watering them today so we're going to get into that here real quick i'm going to i've got some materials that i'm going to put up on the website and uh and show people what i'm what i'm thinking and give it a try so we'll see how yeah. that works well and that that's for me it's going to be a controlled environment in like a workshop type area i mean i'm going to have a barn and stuff like that for the gym i want to do some strength training stuff again that comes in the kettlebells part but um, we can, we'll get into details about that, of course, but, uh, the, I would like a shop where I can actually start the plants in indoors away from the elements and then transplant in terms of like get starts going seedlings. I've, I've seen you do that. Yep. I've seen other people do that to where they have a bunch of seedlings and like, here's my 60 seedlings. I have, you know. 80% of them that succeed, right. they're all going to get transplanted into the soil, and then we go from there, and then we have a bunch of lettuce plants or, you know, whatever, yep. fill in any vegetable you want. But, yeah, between that and the fruit trees, um, I'll definitely go through guys like Jack Spierko and try to pick his brain and ask him. I'm actually doing the member support brigade for him uh, paydays tomorrow. Nice. Right, so right. Oh, man, he I'll, just I'll missed the spring to, sale, too. I He had a sale... Uh, February, I think, and I signed up. I got like a thirty dollars lifetime membership, so I'm like, woohoo, we're oh, we're styling. Yeah. So I'll see. I'll see if he. I know he does a deal for for the uh, yeah. public safety and military and yep. stuff. So it's yep. And it, if listeners want to check out the survivalpodcast.com, he's got a member support section where uh, he's got fifty or sixty different discounts with fifty or sixty different uh, suppliers. You know, from jeez, uh, um, tactical stuff to to plants, to cuttings, to trees, to gear, you know. So check that out. Um, a little free advertising for Jack, but he does a good job. And yeah, he does. He doesn't no, need it, but yeah, no, he's, he's 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 got a wealth of knowledge. He's, yeah, he's able to fund those vacations to the beach every uh, a couple times a year. Oh, so yeah, permaculture oh. voices. I'd love to go to that one. So <laughs> so so we're talking yeah. about features uh, of your property. So um, of your ideal property. So it's a large structure, a barn, a larger house, uh, water features, pond, stream, anything like that? Yeah, some sort of natural okay. water feature. Um, 
uh, close by at least because it tends to have a, you know, the, the, the puddle effect in terms of throwing a pond into a puddle, you'll get the, the benefits of the, um, of that water, you know, you have a river or a lake, there's going to be deer, there's going to be birds, there's going to be all that stuff that will come and drink and be there and do all that. Those are sort of the risks, but the reward is that, that the land around that water feature will be very fertile and there's the ecosystem that exists around that specific water feature. And the thing that, the benefit that you're going to see from that is the soil quality will be better. So you'll have a stronger foundation to work with. You can do anything with soil over any period of time, but as you as you get into it, you're going to realize that you are improving the soil, you're turning soil over. That's the idea behind the whole Hoogle culture thing. Um, some of it's going to be experimental. I'm going to be doing a food forest, uh, small, like a smaller one, if, if at all possible, and just front the money and just let that be a benefit, like a long-term investment. Um, maybe some black walnut, you know, both for harvesting the nut itself and the, um, the, uh, trees themselves, oh, yeah. because that wood is pretty, pretty, pretty prized. It is very prized. So... They're very slow growing, but yeah, it's very prized. Absolutely. And responding to your comments about water features, we have some property in central Wisconsin and we don't have any water on it, but there's, uh, uh, the people just to the south, and to the east, do. They've got a pond to the south, and to the east, there's some low spots that does collect water, and that's where the animals go. You know, the turkeys, the the deer, everything goes to water. Everything's got to have water to live. So we've talked for a long time about yes. how can we get water on this property, whether it's a, a bentonite pond or something of that nature. But, boy, that would just totally be a game changer. You know, and it's that edge, you know, providing those edges um, the more growth happens, more life happens around those edges than where you have a uniform, you know, mono crop of trees or a mono crop of corn or soy, you know, it's just, you got to have an edge. So, yeah. So what, what are you seeing in your market is property available? I mean, you're out East, it's crowded out there. What does it look like? Is what is stuff moving? Is it expensive? So the market right now is fantastic. The, uh, for the seller or for the buyer for both? For both, as far as I know, I'm very fortunate. My job, not only does it, I keep going back to it because it's a big deal for me. Um, there are benefits beyond something anybody can imagine. The idea of a community within the, the fire service, you have people that are willing to help you out. So a person that runs our financial investment portfolios for our, not our pension, but our retirement account, she also does lending for mortgages. She writes lending and will get you the best that you can. Really? Um, That's interesting. Wow. Her husband, here's the thing. Her husband, they run a business. This is how it all ties together. Her husband is the realtor. (laughs) So he does the walkthroughs. He does everything. He's like, you know, and they do stuff for firefighters, police, uh, FBI, DHS, you know, and they have a program called Homes for Heroes. So if anybody is listening to this podcast and is in public safety and wants to get a house, they are waiting to buy a house, they want to pull the trigger, they're not sure, look into this program, look into farm credits and farm loans, farm-based loans, agriculture-based loans. I did a bunch of research on this topic with a friend of mine who just bought her house about 45 to 50 minutes, uh, closer to an hour outside of town. Really? 
and she loves it. Mm. She's putting in wine grapes. She's putting in apple trees. She wants to make mead. She wants to do beer. She wants to do all this stuff. And she got a great loan. She bought the house, put um, 2% down really? on the house, and then got a check back a few months later after the close. Huh. Man, I'm interested so, in that information. Really, seriously. I mean, yeah. you know, we've talked about how much we're going to have, how much we need to save. It's like a little mountain you got to climb over. I mean, you got to get through the debt and then you got to sure. get your, your cash in order and have some cash to operate afterwards. So I'm really interested in that kind of information. That would be key. Hmm. Right. Is that right. just, and I mean, is that research that you did just for emergency responders and those, or is this available to people who are interested in egg zone property or egg farm type property? Farm farm loans, farm type okay. credit stuff. There are there are realtors that actually specialize in doing just wow. this. So they will, yeah, they're actually they you'll get a you'll get a return on what you're doing. You'll get, um, you know, and the thing is, is they offer these loans up because there's there's benefits out there for people that are willing to live in rural areas for whatever reason they would like. They get those benefits and the return for those benefits is, is, I mean, it's enticing. That's the good thing. If you have a good job or you have the means to pay your mortgage, simply put, you know, you're going to get a return on it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you have the property, you're going to do what you need to do. If you want to start a farm, they're trying to push the balance between big ag, large scale ag and the small small farm farm. family farm thing. That's been just destroyed with the, with the conversion to big, big farm, big ag, Monsanto, blah, 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 you know. So, wow, wow, right. that is some right. really, I mean, I haven't even looked into that stuff, and I wouldn't even know where to start. But if you've already started pulling it together, get your website up. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. I know man. you I'm are. On it. I know. I got, uh, I got some. I got some good. Uh, I got some good people that are going to be helping me with that. I'd like to get, um, I'm going to chronicle, my website's going to chronicle, um, my journey through this, I'm about $55,000 in debt mm. at this point and at last count. And this website is going to chronicle the journey from that, from me living in a condo and apartment to this is, uh, this is the compound. From condo, condo to, to compound. compound. I like it. Gonna, <laughs> yep. Yep. This is what's going to happen. You know, we're going to have smoker pits. I'm going to build a barbecue pit. I'm going to build, you know, I'm going to build smokehouse. I'm going to build uh, uh, greenhouses. I'm going to do all that stuff just with the knowledge that I have, just because I have, I've got 25 years. That's my lifespan as a firefighter in that career. With that money coming in, I'm going to work my tail off and on my days off. I'm going to be out at that, at the, at the compound working. If anybody wants to come out, they can stay. We'll, you know, We'll have some good food. We'll uh, drink some good beer and get stuff uh, done. That's yeah. that's it, man. Get stuff done. That's the goal. Learn, you know, learn about things, you know, and just just improve it. And it's going to be my property. But the thing is, is you get people out there to help you. Maybe somebody wants to put a garden in of their own, and they'll call you. Hey, man, can you give me a hand with this? Yeah, of course. I remember you helped me put my raised beds in. Why don't I, you know what, I got some materials, I'll bring the truck out, why don't we, why don't we handle this? Let's knock this out, what do you yeah, want to do? Yeah, Let's go. No, I've, I've thought yeah. about it too, and you know, I would love to, to, uh, as we get going and get some more skills and more, uh, you know, broaden our reach, 
teach people, you know, bring them out, teach them on, teach them how to do some of this stuff. Cause people just don't know, you know, and, uh, I was listening to a couple of podcasts earlier today and they were talking about that generation. Um, or we're rediscovering what our grandparents knew, you know, and they just did. Right. And we're rediscovering it through trial and error. Uh, John Suskovich, um, farm market solutions. He was talking about that where we've lost this whole database of knowledge and we've, we really, some of us are turning back to that. And, uh, yep, my grandparents had smoke houses right on their little resort. Um, they had huge gardens. They canned, um, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's cleaner, simpler living, you know? Well, and there's a reason why, you know, the greatest generation was dubbed as such, you know, and they could do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they went through a big challenge. I think that at some level, there's always going to be outliers. And I think that what we're finding is that, people want to do it. You'd be surprised that you say the word gardening and people have questions. Their ears perk up. They get, you know, they get, they get excited. They're like, Oh man, well, you know, I brought some tomatoes and peppers into the station when they sure. were, when I, when it was, there was, I think, gosh, I think we had four different little harvests and by harvests, I mean like a popcorn sure, bowl, sure. Yep. you know, but I brought, I brought half of it in and they're like, you grew these, man. These are awesome. Like it tastes so good. The tomatoes mm-hmm. are so sweet and everything's just, well, they don't sit, you know, they don't, and, they're uh, not picked in, in some other place and trucked and set in, sitting in a warehouse and right. sprayed with God knows what. And you, you know, this was right yeah. in your, right on your balcony and this is it. Yep. I went and, uh, picked those bugs off of those tomatoes myself. I was my own, uh, pesticide. That's a good so way to do it too. It worked <laughs> It worked out pretty well. It was such a small operation that I was able to do that. You know, I'd go out and sit in mm-hmm. the sunshine with some coffee and just make yep. it happen. Well, that's um, cool. There's nothing you know, wrong with it, that. That's how it should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it well, was good. It was real good. Well, you'll have yeah. to tell us when your website, blog, you know, YouTube channel, all that stuff is ready to roll. I mean, you'll know I'll put it up on, we'll connect to it, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm really sure. interested in that research you've done. Is there? Do you have any other advice or tips just with uh, things you've been helping people and, and things you've been seeing as you uh, start the this biggest journey? Thing, the, the biggest thing is if anybody is not sure how to go about this, go find a nursery. Yeah. Don't, you know, go find a nursery and just engage with people. If you can't engage with people in person, engage with people online. Find me on Facebook. I'll talk to you for days about it. Um, start small. Yep. Once you see that first tomato or potato or whatever, bean sprout or whatever you find pop up and you eat that first quote unquote fruit mm-hmm. of your labor, no pun, well, pun intended. Why not? Um, Nothing t- tastes better. It's, it's the greatest yeah. feeling in the world. I mean, I bit into my first jalapeno from my plant and about put me <laughs> on my butt, but, uh, <laughs> it was, it was yeah. delicious. That was refreshing. It was spicy. It was all yeah. of these things, you know, and we would put these jalapenos and these banana peppers in our food. And we'd be like, Oh, you know what? We got, we ordered pizza tonight from this local pizza place. And, you know, a little mom and pop shop and let's, let's cut up one of the pepperoncinis or banana peppers and let's, uh, you know, let's put it on there and let's see what it does, you know? So anytime you talk to somebody about gardening, the fact that I think there's something deep down inside us that we, it clicks. Yeah. We're curious. Yep. Where does it, where does it come from? You know, you walk into the produce section and where, you know, these tomatoes, right. where do they come from? And if you can walk back out on your, out in your backyard, you and, point to uh, them and they're right there, just, and I didn't spray anything on them, and I yeah. gave them some coffee grounds yeah. and water, and 
and uh, and some yeah. eggshells that were crushed up. Yep, I know exactly what went on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's that's the that's mm-hmm. the ball game, you know. Especially, I mean, where I came from, you know, if you're not one for physical labor and you'd rather just work on the gardening or the technical side of that, you're gonna find people. So long as you build your network and build your uh, the the big thing now mm-hmm. is tribe. Build your tribe and. Uh, talk to people and, you know, pay them in trade or pay them, you know, in right. currency, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but, um, the possibilities are out there. They're absolutely yeah. out there. I think that if you start small, start with one small to four scale. plants, um, yeah, <laughs> right? there you go. Small that's scale right. gardening, small scale life. That's, and that's the thing because you have a smaller frame of reference yep. to work with watering four plants is different than watering uh, a half yeah. an acre of uh, iceberg mm-hmm. lettuce or spinach or kale or something right. like that, and then work your way up. I, I feel like I can make that jump because I've been researching. Thursday, um, which um, that's kind of my gardening okay. earthwork. I call it I call it earthwork sure. Thursday for my own. I got this. I got little quirks that I have. My quirk is earthwork Thursday because I I, I want to learn mm-hmm. something. I want to understand something. I want to learn something about something new about gardening or about what's going to be on this property because I've drawn sketches of what I want to see of where I want things and what I want things to look like when I get there. Ideally, the biggest challenge I'm going to run into is going to be the elevation. I want the house up high on a hill, but that may take some some doing and you might but, not get everything you want but it'll be uh but i can visualize what you're going for i can see it right right um sunshine in the morning through mm-hmm. the afternoon uh shade in the evening watch the sunset you know things like that like the s- simplifying yep. everything for everything that we have life did just fine yep. simplified so there's no problem with going exactly there. I love it. I love it, man. That's great. Well, work on that website. We're, uh, I'm really interested in it. And of course, we'll have you back on. And we've got the, uh, the, the whole kettlebell discussion. This is cows and kettlebells. So that is coming up in part two of this podcast. So, um, or actually episode eight, we're going to make episode eight out of it. So, um, yeah, I I also, I I think I probably came up with the name. Oh, you did. On this podcast, so I think I think condo to compound is going to be going to be. I think that's cool. what we're going for. It's got a ring. It does to have it. kind of a ring to so. it. I like that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spur the moment. Well, Why not? sleep on it, and then if you like it in the morning, roll with it, man. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jake. <laughs> All right.